Welcome to another episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. We're your hosts, Dan and Andy. Today's May 22nd. Andy, it's uh, season three, episode 27. How are you? I am doing well. How about yourself? Good. Down I'm south. Assignment, I see. Uh, down south here, Alabama, a little warm. Um, big, big weekend. It's going to tie into our trivia question today. Uh, how about yourself? Good. I, you know, warm where you are, but... Uh... Our brother-in-law lives out there in the Denver area, Wyoming. The Mets game the other day was snowed out. Oh, really? I missed this. The Mets game in Denver was snowed out. Um, I saw a video of it watching the Mets game yesterday. They had a doubleheader. The machines they use to clear the field because it's grass, not turf, so you can't just, like, take a snowplow out there. You know I mean? They got the field heated like we do for the soccer field here. Yes. Very careful process how they did it. Got their doubleheader in yesterday. Split that. Mets won again today. Life is good in Mets land. Now I've got Starling Marte on my fantasy baseball team. Yeah, he missed part of the week. Um, his grandmother had passed, so he missed a few games there. But uh, he was back, hit a home run. So he's he's back to being Mr. Marte. So he's good. It's fun to watch. Fun to watch. Um, now, Andy, try, try a little different format today. We're not going to go over basic stuff. But we do still have trivia, so go ahead, sir, with that. Trivia question. Relates to USFL. I'm down, down south here, Birmingham, okay. Alabama. There's eight teams, Andy, playing in the USFL, and all are here in town. They all right. stay all ten, all 10 weeks, regular season. They're not flying back and forth. It's a uh, kind of a hub, kind of a bubble, as they call it, uh, here in Birmingham. Okay. Save on travel costs, expenses, and whatnot. But... The trivia question is this. How many of the eight teams will be down here 100% of the time next year? Next year. Ooh. Oh. And, and just a hint for the folks out there, they're trying to do a gradual thing here. So uh, think in terms of gradual over a couple of years uh, to phase back into the home teams staying where they are. It's going to take a couple of years. But uh, this year, they're all here. Next year, what's the question? Uh, what's the answer? And then the following year, I'll give more information on that as well. It's a three-year phase phasing in for the USFL football, pro football. That's the question. How many All right. will we hear? All, right. All right, we'll see. Let's uh, start off. Now, what's the new format? Uh, here? Well, new format for today. We thought we'd try for a couple of weeks to have a little banter back and forth, uh, certain topics. One topic I got here um, right now. If you want by total payroll for teams, okay. Baltimore Orioles are 30th uh, at 45 million. Uh, just some other hit the Cleveland Guardians 27th at 67 million. 24th is the Arizona Diamondbacks at 88 million. And 23rd is the Royals at 97 million. Right in between there at 89 and a half million is the payroll of all the Mets pitchers that are on the IR right now. <laughs> Ouch. But asking for sympathy as a Mets fan, I'm just saying, just saying. That's an interesting stat, nonetheless. So that's where that is. Then I got two numbers for you. The number 131 and the number 125. Okay. 131 is the Twins magic number right now, and 125 is the Mets magic number right now. 
Oh, interesting. Out of Mets, Mets do not have the best record, but they got the lowest magic number right now. So, oh, that is very good. That that could have been the trivia question. Well, we'll wait till we get to down to the double digits, then we'll worry about it. One thing, though, little uh, roundtable between the two of us discussion topics for today. Uh, watch a lot of baseball this weekend. Um, intern Abby had some wedding stuff going on all weekend, so her and the lovely missus were gone, so I had time to do a lot of baseball studying. Focus, just focus. Focus. Work all the time. There was a game earlier this week the Cubs were involved in. Okay. Uh, they were kind of blowing them out. Pretty out of hand game. Uh, there was a base hit involved, and they threw over to first base. Uh, kind of a lot, a lot of unwritten rules in baseball. They always talk about stuff like that. If you're on a team and you're either up or down by 10, and it's like two innings to go, okay. do you still take the big lead off? Do you still throw to first base? What's, what's that unwritten rule? To me, yeah, take a couple, three steps off. If you're ahead, don't steal. But if you're behind, maybe. Are you staying healthy? Do you have a bonus in your contract? You know, what, as a fan, first of all, you're, you're, either way, what do you think? I would think that's a good point. Margin, the, uh, the lead, baseball lead, 10 or more runs that you are ahead. Is it run differential of 10? Do you need to, is there really a need to throw over at all? Whether you're stealing or not. The right. rule is typically they're not stealing over six runs, right? Unwritten rule, yes. That's the unwritten rule. You're Unless it's early in the game. Early in the game, yes. But like now, the last ten innings, whether they steal or not, if they do, it's kind of a full paw. You, you don't steal that much. But your question is, do you even bother to throw over to first with a 10-run right. lead or a 10-run deficit? I don't think so. I think you move the game along, and uh, that's just one more delay in slowing things down. And if you notice in games sometimes when the guy does, if he does go to steal the base, there's no throw, and a lot of times the official scorekeeper does not give you credit for the stolen base. They just say you advanced up. You don't get credit for a stolen base. As a uh, dif- stat of indifference. Yeah, it's kind of like a fielder's choice. You moved up on fielder's okay. choice. Because there was no throw. So, if you say a guy's doing it for his stats, not really because they won't give him credit for the stolen base. So, uh, that's, a good, that, that's a good, good point. So, your question is, should they throw over? Yeah, should they bother me throwing to first base? How big a lead do you take? You know, I think that you don't. I don't think you do that. Uh, you shouldn't even have the option with the 10-run lead, uh, just throw the ball to the plate. You're trying to wrap up the game at that point anyway, right? Right. And I, and I kind of picture back, <clears throat> like the old Metrodome infield, how they had dirt just around the base, not really a base path for dirt. Stay in that dirt section for your leadoff. Don't go outside of that. Kind of stay, I see. Stay right there. That's what I would tell my players or I would do as a player. Really, just if I fell over, I'd land on the base. I don't want to get that far away from it. I don't want to get hurt. I'm not going to run and have a cleat stick when I slide, have the throat clock me in the head, you know, something stupid. Cause that's so, when the injury is going to happen. 
So what you're saying is not a lot of good can come of it, but a lot of things negative. Right. That's and that's when, that's when the negative is going to happen. You know, I just. I agree. I'm not saying don't try to get a hit. Yes, try to get hit. That's oh, yes. what you're paid to do. But if you want to stretch it for two, I guess that's on you. But just take the basic obvious one hit. Don't try to leg it out. You that's know, fair you know. enough. Um, also, like in the games, like today's game I was watching, uh, St. Louis and Pittsburgh, 18 to nothing in the late innings. Yep. Both teams had position players pitching. Kind of like we talked about last year one time for the season started, we had a Tom Ball Tuesday on. Do you think at a certain point and in certain innings, if you're going to put a position player in the pitch, why not just throw in the white towel and end the game after seven innings? Would you as a fan be okay if they had a, a mercy rule like that? I think as a fan you would because the, the teams nowadays are carrying such a heavy load for pitchers on their roster. 12, 13, 14 guys that if they have available guys to pitch and the game's so out of control, they don't want to use, utilize that. They'll use a position player, third baseman, second baseman, outfielder to pitch. By that time, you've essentially already thrown in the white towel if you've right. done that. Uh, as a fan, I think you're just as excited to get out of there as well. Uh, you want the game to wrap up. If you haven't left already, 80% of the stadium is gone already. You're, you're right. At that point, they've either gone, they've already left. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Uh, by the time they're throwing in a backup utility guy to throw 70 miles an hour, you're not really playing baseball anymore at that point anymore. It's... Well, and also you look at a lot of rosters now because the number of pitchers you carry and players. I've noticed this last week, watch it. You have three guys on the bench. And one of them's your backup catcher. So you really only have two spare guys. And either that means one of them's going in to either pitch or take the fielding position of the guy you brought in to pitch. Now again, God forbid someone twists an ankle running somewhere. Yeah. You third yourself to one guy. It, it, you know, I just think if you're going that way, ahead or behind. First of all, if you're ahead, don't embarrass the other team like the Cardinals did it. They put pool holes in. You're ahead by 18. Don't embarrass them by putting a position player in. To me, that was kind of tasteless. Yes, I know you're ahead, but you know what? Even the pitcher from two days ago can't come in and throw one inning to get a little. They usually get bullpen time in anyway. They can't come in and throw in soft toss for an inning. That that kind of it was, I thought, I lost a lot of respect for the Cardinals managing staff when they did that. You're ahead, and now you're going to insult them by putting a position player in. I thought that was tasteless. No, I think at the major league level, every team has got that infielder, I think, that always says, look, coach, we're up enough. I want to pitch. I want to pitch. There's always – every team has got that guy who wants to come in and actually uh, jokes to say, I want to be that guy. And then the coach almost has to put him in because that person wants to pitch so bad. I think if you eliminate that rule – to get that person out of there, it eliminates uh, the question of even bringing a guy in like that, even if it is for, uh, I don't want to say comedy values, but right. it's almost comedic to some point, right. bringing a person like that in anyway. But I think there's always one guy itching to do that. Well, so a lot of them maybe pitched in high school or college and think they still can. Most of them have, yep. 
So they want to come in just to say they've done it. And you'll see it, it throws off the stats too because they'll have this one inning uh, with a huge ERA or a zero ERA, and they'll use that for bragging rights the rest of the year as a joke. But it it takes away the value of the game, I right. think, even from the fan perspective. Right. You know, and again, in the game today, like I, where I was watching, kind of brings up the other point too. It was raining, and you got position players pitching. Now, the announcers had a blast with it. You know, they thought it was hilarious. And uh, tip of the cap to Peacock, I was watching the game on them. And what they do is they don't have their own announcers. They have one guy who was their own, then a guy from Pittsburgh and a guy from St. Louis doing the announcing with them. And if you have MLB app and you can watch the home team's game, you get their announcers. I'm going to look for more Pirates games. Bob Walk is there, one of their play-by-play guys. Oh, does he have stories? Is he great to listen to? I oh, fell in love with listening to Bob Walk. And Jim Edmonds, he was just kind of a – okay, I'm going to get hate mail on this. I was like listening to Justin Morneau. Yeah, you played. You know what it was like to play, but, you know, eh. Bob Walk's old school enough where he had some one-liners. We'll just leave it at that. Oh, sure. Bob Walk was a little more seasoned, a little more different genre, you know. And so I, I appreciate Bob Walk listening to him. And uh, maybe I'm a homer. I love listening to the Mets games. I can never get enough of Ron Darling. If I catch him on TBS, if you can catch Ron Darling calling the game. Oh, yes. He's very knowledgeable. Very, um, he doesn't insult you by saying this, that, or their thing. He just says it the way it is. You know, that guy shouldn't have dove. He did dive. He never, he, he's not. Tim McCarver would go, that guy should have done, or that, that pitcher should have done this because, you know, but when I caught Bob Gibson, he always did this. Yeah. McCarver always name dropped. Yeah. Darling never does, unless the situation comes up. They go, well, what about when you played? Well, like thrown to first. He announces with Keith Hernandez, and he never says, well, Keith, what did we do? He just let it go. He goes, you just know when to throw. He, yeah. he never name dropped. He let it go. And I really respected that. Um. I don't like these announcers who name drop all the time. Yeah, that's fair enough. And I think uh, one story Jim Edmonds had today, it's kind of funny. He uh, he came up with the Angels. And so his first hitting coach he came up was Rod Carew. And he always talked about how, what's your, what's your hitting coach say to you when he comes come back? Edmonds come back after getting out. And he goes, I'd sit next to Rod and Rod go, no, you did wrong. He goes, yeah, I, I should have swung at that 2-2 two, two pitch. He goes, no, on one and one, you let a fastball go by. Yeah. You know, he it wasn't your last pitch that got you out. It was earlier. It was, you a, know. It was a pitch in the sequence. Yes. Rod Cruz says you never watch a fastball. Never watch a fastball because that, that's a hit. You, you couldn't make contact. And so when you get to these 18 nothing games, I'd rather hear the announcers tell stories like that yeah, and watch the shortstop pitch. You know, that's fair enough. Um, about the unwritten rules in baseball. Uh, there's a no hitter going. Pitcher X has a no hitter going. I don't care who you are, what team you are. Pitcher X has a no hitter going. If you're in the game, like within three runs, that's the eighth inning. Do you still bunt for a base hit? 
That's a good question. Typically, you don't in that situation, well, and batters know that too. But it, but if it's a three nothing game and you've had hits, you would bunt to get on base. Yes. But if it's a no hitter, see that's where if it's a close enough game, I don't care if it's a third inning or ninth inning. If you're within a couple, your objective is to win. Now, like that game while ago, where it's twelve to nothing, the guy had a no hitter. Okay, I don't bunt. Yeah. I don't slap it junk and ground out to get out either, but I don't bunt. I, I want to break it up with a shot up the middle off of them. You know, I don't want to dribble one by. Now, what's your thoughts on this? You have a pitcher throwing a no hitter, and maybe he's scheduled to throw three or four innings that day or has a pitch count. Do you pull him out? Okay. Throwing a no hitter. Well, that happened. This year at Target Field with uh, seven, yeah, several times Clayton Kershaw, they threw pulled him in the seventh inning. So many game. guys have, yeah, yes. so many guys have pitch counts now anyway. And like the Mets no hitter this year, it was one of those bullpen games which I can't stand. Yeah. Um. So that's one thing. Three innings no hitter as a relief pitcher. Oh, they okay. That's my job. As a starter. Okay, let's talk to my dad here. You're making that kind of money. Your butt sits out there till you're done. You know, yeah. um, I was looking at stats today, you know, from, from the 80s and that complete games. The guy who was like 15th in the league in complete games had 11. I bet you there could maybe, maybe be 11 complete games in baseball this year. They just don't do it. I mean, there are, you get a quality start if you start the seventh inning. Yeah. If you didn't make the seventh inning before, you were a bum. Uh, you know, we talked about at Christmas time, we reviewed the 86 and 87 World Series. Here's starting pitcher one games one, four, and seven, period. It was like, oh, you'll pitch one, five, and well, maybe the ninth if we go game seven. Yeah. And you're considered a hero. No, you pitched seven innings in game one, seven innings in game four, and seven or more in game nine. Or game seven, I mean, that's what you did. Um, so many guys have pitch counts now. That's why, I mean, there was a complete game yesterday or today for Texas, which is kind of unheard of, a complete game. And that was like breaking news. Yes. No. <laughs> I mean, it's... Nowadays, yeah, complete game is breaking news. Yeah, so when it's you got the no-hitter going, and he throws, I mean, in a way, the no-hitter is what ruined Johan Santana's career. There's no-hitter. He threw 147 pitches. He was never the same after that game. Oh, really? Because he had been babied so much. He, that was the beginning of the generation. Pitchers were babied that, oh, so many pitches and you're done. But they let him go for the no-hitter. He got it. If you look back, he was never the same Johan after that. So that's more sabermetrics kind of stats. But Right. So there, there's one, one point for the – you pull him after so many pitches no matter what. But I think if you ask any ball player, do you want that no-hitter? How bad do you want that? Yeah, I'm sure 80% of the pitchers in Major League Baseball, some from the minors back, have thrown a no-hitter. No. I no-hitter at your high school tournament, no-hitter at AA, or no-hitter at, Ch- at City Field. They're not the same. Yeah. You know, um, if the pitcher goes out there and he knows he's only thrown 80 pitches, I don't want to say you train for that, but 
Your arm is set for that. You've hit 80 pitches after six innings, no hitter. You know, I, I say you make it up to him, but you have so much money invested in these guys. As a, the Mets starting pitchers, those five guys who are on IR, they're making more than six teams in baseball. Yeah. So you got that kind of money invested. Do you pull them after seven, no matter what? I think that's the issue we got right now is that that's why I think you saw Nolan Ryan today would never get seven no hitters. They'd pull him after you look back at the stats, how many games of Nolan Ryan pitching to the 11th inning. Yeah. And then still make his next start four days later. (laughs) You know, that, that ain't happening today. First of all, if you go 11 innings, you're praying to God your start of the next day goes at least seven. Yeah. Because you've wasted your bullpen. Oh, you pitched to your three hitters. Now we got to pull you. Back in the late 70s or, you know, 70s, 80s, when they started keeping the save stat, Goose Gossage would come in for a save. He didn't get the last three outs. He pitched the last three innings. You don't see a guy pitch the last three innings anymore. A nine-out save. Right. I mean, LaRusa with the A's really kind of started that with Eckersley coming in in the ninth for at least three outs or maybe just two or one out. That kind of started that whole chain of the closer and the setup man and the middle relief man or the, the long relief man. That's where we got the, the save for the hole. Yeah. That wasn't a stat 40 years ago. So the game has changed, in my opinion, for the worse. I kind of like the complete games. You know, kind of like that scene in, in Major League, throwing every piece of junk I can at them. They didn't want to be pulled. About twice a year, you see some pitcher getting upset they were pulled. Yeah, half the time, I think they're waiting for it. Yeah, I'd like to still see during an active no-hitter game is that uh, keep that guy out there. Or at least make it his call. Until the first... Once the hit gets out of the way, you can decide at that point what to do. But during an active no-hitter, it's tough to pull them up because there's so many. You can second-guess yourself forever. There's, you'll never know what, what, could have, what could have been. But I'd definitely make it the pitcher's call if I was the manager. Yes. And, and don't tell me he – oh, he don't talk to him about it. Superstitions, this and that. God knows he's thinking about it. Yeah. And if before – spring training, right, pitchers? If you have a no-hitter after six, I'm going to talk to you about it if you want to stay in. There. Cat's out of the bag. Yep. So if I look after the six, I then you go, that's me talking about it. So, you know, you tell me if I should get someone in the bullpen going or not, or you and the pitching coach. Yeah, figure it out. That's, that's fair enough. You know, um, they now they say in the next year or two, and I know they had this in the collective bargaining coming up, they want to eliminate the shift on the infield, yes. or at least how many times you can do it. Again, that path. comes back. That comes back to me going, "You're a pro. Are you kidding me? You're. I don't care if you're right here. You can't hit the opposite way. You're a professional." Again, going back to the old Metrodome days, and you see some guys do it now. Now, like played a shallow left or shallow right field, basically. Yeah. Granted, it was turf, but the ball's getting that hit that hard that fast out to you, you can play deep and still get them. 
Just do that. They messed up one today on the game I was watching. They had the shift on, had three guys between second and first and second. So ground ball came. The shortstop, who's now on the right side of second base, got it. And he tries to flip the third baseman, but ran into the second baseman doing it. It was like watching clowns get out of a car. Because it wasn't natural for them to do that, you know. The second baseman was trying to get over there to cover their second. Third baseman's coming in. I could have beat that throw out the first. Yeah, you never you never practice those those throws. You may uh, be able to field the ball, but throw is so different. That pitch angle, back. The angle's so different. You don't practice that. So what's the point in even, you know, for the most part doing it? But what you're saying is as a hitter, is if they've got the shift on and you don't like it, bunt it down the line, yeah. drag, uh, you know, softly tap the ball the other yeah. way and reach base. Well, you know, sometimes they're putting the third baseman over on the other side of second. Are you kidding me? I mean, you, there's a couple plays you look it up on YouTube where they had the, the shift on. Guy from first makes it safe in the second because the throw came in, third base was covering. They call him safe. Everyone takes off the third because there's no one down there. There's no one there. I like that. And by the time the catcher realizes they're the pitcher, he's halfway there. You know, so you're you can take advantage you of the base oh. and the wrong guy covers, you know. And again, that's another art form that's lost. The stolen base. Yeah. Ricky Henderson's number is safe as gold. No one's gonna touch that because no one steals bases anymore. Yeah, very rare. They're few and for now with the shift on, if you're on first and they got the shift on, they got three guys between first and second, still second. They don't know what the hell they're doing on the infield. Who's going to cover? How do I cover? You know? I mean, that's, that's the ultimate hit and run right there. That, yeah, there's, there's ways to, uh, to beat it or ways to exploit it, so to say. Yep. If yep. you don't like it. But does uh, Major League Baseball have – a, a, have the authority to come in and say you can't do it? Uh, I think that's a fair question too. Can they limit it? Is that really their job? Your job is to put nine guys in the defense, however you want. You can yeah. put four guys in the outfield if you like. I yep. don't know if Major League Baseball has the authority to uh, instruct them on how to do it as far as what they want to do with the nine guys. Yeah, I, I just I think it's embarrassing that the hitters can't. Again, like the pitchers, you're making how much money? You hit the ball opposite field. You hit the bloop single. You don't have to go for the fences all the time, David Ortiz. Yes. Because he was a perfect guy. All he knew how to do was pull the ball. He wasn't that. And then, oh, look at David Ortiz or player X. He was so awesome that at bat, he went opposite field. Guarantee that was an accident. Yeah. He wasn't trying to go opposite field, just oops. But. That was a little round table I thought we'd try for today. Uh, we both had busy weeks in the schedules. A lot of the college baseballs in their tournaments. They're all in um, the conference, conference tournaments this week. Yep. And uh, a lot of little schools, unlike basketball, you don't hear of the small colleges for baseball. So we thought, well, let's just wait till we get to the, the big the big official tournament and start. The big dance. Tournament. Yes. Um, Crown College locally is still in their tournament. Um, go for softball. The ladies are out. They were eliminated the other day. Um, gave the Twins and Mets magic numbers. 
But uh, as we get going on here, when the, the big tournaments get more set and stable, stable of who's in, we'll cover that next time. And also our social media, we put all that stuff up on all the time anyway. We'll do a, uh, I'm planning to do a little uh, special Fox 9 Town Ball uh, games as well, the Town Ball Tour. And yes. They were in Cologne last week, this coming week in Vesely. Um, they've got you know, a schedule of, I think, eight games they do, and they do a very good job at what they do, and a lot of fans come out. And, um, we'll they will be here in the Watertown. Yes. On the 8th. On the 8th. Yes. Yeah, those, those are fun. So anyway, the trivia question, the answer yes. to the trivia question is, uh, of the eight teams in, in USFL right now, they're all in a bubble, essentially, in Birmingham. Next mm-hmm. year, the answer is, Here's the answer. If you know, it's four. The answer is four. They're going to try to keep still four here in Birmingham in town. Yeah. And four teams fly back home, practice, and do everything at their local local site. And uh, and then rather than just living down here, these ten teams or these eight teams for these ten weeks are in one town. They're not flying back back home between. So the team that's the the the. Michigan team, will their games still be in Michigan, or they just fly home to practice and come back for the games in Alabama? Right now, they don't even fly. They're not even in Michigan to practice. Right. They're down here. So next year, if, if Michigan, for instance, is one of those teams, they will fly home and have regular games either at home or on the road. Oh, so they will. Okay. Yeah. And so four teams will play home and, and road games uh, as normal at their okay. local and they'll keep four. I think they'll draw out of a hat, but they'll have four teams that'll just stay uh, locally here. Uh, and then yeah. the third year, their plan for the USFL is to have all the teams autonomous, do their own thing. And I think it's to save money on, on the flights and the travel and everything else. But I don't know. Okay. They're down here. They're, they're still paying for each player in a hotel or a condo. Right. Be period. Every single day of the week. So I'm sure it gets expensive, but. Yeah. That's the plan. So that's all I've got. All right. Anything else, Andy? No. Um, like I said, check out our music episode from on Thursdays. We have that out. Last week we reviewed our Minnesota Music Cafe experience, Trip Fest Two. That's out there. Um, the new. If you like this format, great. Let us know. Um, if you like more of the news style, I guess we did reporting games and standings. Let us know. We'll probably mix it up every now and then. See how it's going. Awesome. All right. Have a good week, everyone. All right. See ya. See ya.